going to be triggering to me but so I've been applying for jobs like it's no one's business and that's going about as well as you can imagine but today I've been recommended or a a little job popped up in my in my field in my inbox today Mm -hmm. and uh (laughs) what is it it's so it's it's literally so it's um it's a gallery and curator. It's like a gallery education curator officer position. Pretty stock standard. Mm-hmm. Um, it pays well or pays industry standard in Australia. So already looking great. <laughs> looking beautiful. It is in the middle of nowhere. And not to say like nowhere as in there's nothing around or nowhere. It's in the middle <laughs> of the it is it is the middle of the country as as close to the it's like it's right on the border of nowhere and anywhere but here and I (laughs) I keep coming back to it because I haven't applied yet and it's just like I keep looking at it going huh Hmm. it's 12 hours away from Sydney (laughs) it is smack dab in the center 12 hours it is smack dab in the center of this country uh (laughs) damn and it's still considered New South Wales because it's like within their border confines and it's just amazing. Is there literally anything around there? A lot of mining. A lot of mining. In fact, it's a mining museum. Mm. But like wow. That would be a dream. <laughs> would it? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. That's sad. <laughs> it's kind of what I want right now. It's to be out in a place where nobody can come find me. Mm. If That's... you're wondering how I'm doing. That sounds like, uh, uh, what do you want me to say? It sounds good. Not really. (laughs) It sounds like a job. I'm worried about your staff. Uh, Please reconsider. Please, maybe not. However, as, as, as I was going through the actual, like, museum site for it, they have one of the larger, um, gold collections in... In New South Wales specifically, but I think even within like Australia, I'll have to double check that. But it's 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 got a beautiful gold collection, and part of that is what kind of uh, 
made me think of today's episode. Ooh, nice segue. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I I looked, I, I pulled up the website. It said gold. And I said, yes, I have a segue. Yes. <laughs> Finally. I've been looking for this for so long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Stephanie. And I'm Elena. And this is Bet You Wish This Was an Art Podcast. Welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome. So, what are we talking about today? Today, we have movie night. We have movie night. Movie night. Movie night. So, this is probably my favorite time on the podcast because it means that we get to hang out and watch movies. Yes. And rant about stuff. Yeah. (laughs) It's great. It's It's, perfect. It's helping me watch movies that I haven't seen in a hundred years and or (laughs) have never seen, like this one. Yeah. I haven't seen this one either. So today we watched, for today's movie night, we watched Woman in Gold. Yes. And you might be wondering why we we talk about, uh, why we watch fictional movies about art. And technically it's based on a real story. It is about our topic, so we we like to look at these. Um, what's it called? In historical English? fiction. Historical fiction. Yes. Well, it's partly fiction, like I said, but we like to look at these historical fictions and dissect exactly what they got right or wrong, and also just just talk about if we liked the movie or not <laughs> in reality. <laughs> And it's fun, and uh, you guys should probably watch the movie before you listen to this, and then come and have a discussion with us. You can always uh, text us afterwards about what we, whatever we say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, recommend us more movies, because otherwise yes. we're going to watch like six Van Gogh movies in a row. <laughs> yep. And I'm into it, but, you know, for Elena's sake. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, Woman in Gold was a 2015 bi- biographical historical fiction drama uh, directed by Simon Curtis and written by Alexi K. Campbell. Uh, yes. It stars Helen Mirren, Ryan Reynolds, Fanel Brew, Katie Holmes, some classics, some Hollywood classics. A good bunch of people. <laughs> bunch of actors and actresses. Well, actors. Mm-hmm. Let's not say the word actress, please. Thank they're all actors (laughs) it's not the best movie Mm, Uh, Rotten Rotten Tomatoes has given it a 57 uh, 57% score of not fresh and uh, it's got an average rating of like 6 out of 10 73% audience score yeah. Uh, Metacritic gave it a 51 out of 100. You know, it was fine. It's, sounds accurate to me. It's honest. a fine, it's a fine movie. Um, and if it weren't for the fact that it was talking about Clint, which is, is, is an artist I love and hate. You hate? I, I have feelings about Clint, but, um, okay. uh, we'll get into it. Okay. Um, the fact that they put so much effort into the reproduction of the painting, into the the depiction of 
Vienna and the rise of the Nazis and the 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 struggle that is repatriation, you know, all the things that we find interesting. Yep. <laughs> right up our alley. Right up our alley. Nazis stole a bunch of paintings, we're on it. Yep. <laughs> Funny um, how we only talk about them when we talk about music to talk about movies. Uh I think that's appropriate. Well, that's not entirely true. We talk about them when we talk about uh statues and oh. and monuments. Oh. I know. <laughs> we talk about them when we have to and no more and no less. Yes, indeed. <laughs> um but speaking of the 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 painting. So, uh for those of you who don't know, Woman in Gold kind of bases itself around the story of one family's or yeah, one family's attempt to get back paintings that were stolen from them during the rise of the Nazis in 19 1940s. 1940s Austria. Uh, <laughs> it just happens to be one of the world's most famous paintings uh ever. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the painting itself uh, was not the only thing that the whole debacle was about, because the movie very very much focuses on this one paint, one painting, the portrait of Adele Lockbauer first. Was it the first one that they focus on, or the second one? I think the first one. I think uh, the first one. Yeah, and uh, there was also a second one. <laughs> And there were also three landscapes that they were talking about, or, or was the discussion of uh, around like these these paintings were the ones that Altman was asking to be returned mm -hmm. to her. Should we jump into the movie? What? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You spaced out a bit there. <laughs> no, I looked down at the notes and you I, I registered you asked a question and it just <laughs> uh yeah, let's get into it. Well, you liked the movie, right? I am a mark for movies that are emotionally charged and kind of driven in like overcoming injustice and, and getting and seeking retribution. Uh, see my love and adoration for the John Wick movies. I do like John Wick. It's a great movie. So what are you talking about? <laughs> it's exactly the same concept. <laughs> Is it though? <laughs> exactly the same. Is and so, <laughs> and so the fact that we could follow the progression, albeit a like a, it's a it's a very it's a very awkward transition, obviously yeah. because. It's boring. <laughs> the movie's a like, bit clunky. The, the movie is a bit clunky. And and that's okay. I think they did a lot of good amongst a lot of bad, or not bad, but a lot of boring. So, like, the whole movie is about um, the Altman family. Essentially, Maria Altman is the sole survivor of her family. And it's depicted slowly that this woman living in California, living in Los Angeles, is not only, you know, a nice Jewish grandmother, but also a former, um, not 
duchess. That's not the word. Aristocrat? Aristocrat. Is the former aristocrat from the Viennese aristocracy, and she's comes from this deep, rich family with, with lots of love and lots of fun. Um, and the most famous part about this is that her aunt was the woman that Gustav Klimt painted. So her aunt was Adele Blockbauer. Yes. Um, her paternal uncle, right? Her father's brother. Yes. It's mostly Maria Altman dis- discovers through her sister's letters and stuff like that, that the painting originally was to stay with the family and had been taken and needed to be returned and da 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 and that there was no legal reason for the Austrian government to have it. And more specifically, the Belvedere Gallery. Yeah, because so far what we've just said, it's quite, it is aligned with what actually happened. She discovered yeah. the those letters. She, she, wa- uh, she wanted to get um, the paintings back. And yes, this portrait of Adele, the one that is the that was the prized possession of the Belvedere Gallery in Vienna, which is a beautiful castle, guys. It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, they technically might have gotten it illegally, or like, yeah, it, it wasn't legitimate the way they got it. This is yeah. her claim. And she believes that it belongs to her family because her uncle purchased it. And it's the portrait of her aunt, of course. Uh, course. You would think that it belongs to her. And the the movie starts off with this very weird scene of Adele and Klimt painting her and this whole process. And I just... You didn't like that? I did not like that scene. It's just why it's out of, of all the nowhere. things to not it does like. not fit anywhere. Oh, uh, she, she, you, you had to see that she, she was foreboding the the horrors that were to come. Yeah, but no, no. <laughs> I mean, the movie was fine, just it's like fine. its ratings. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't. I wasn't a huge fan of it, basically. So this this scene in particular as well like it was very out of, out of context and didn't fit in anything uh i guess you could say that yeah it was like foreboding whatever but yeah uh but that's personal opinion uh no need to <laughs> dwell on that for too long um <laughs> but yeah what goes on is that she hires uh this lawyer randall Randy, as they call him in the movie, it's he's played by Ryan Reynolds, and he starts looking into, very reluctantly starts looking into the paintings and if she actually has a true claim over them. And a lot of the movie is kind of made out to be that Randall was the person who found all of the truth. And mm-hmm. who, who found the pieces of the puzzle that they needed to eventually uh, put a claim to have these paintings returned to them. But that's not completely true. Oh, no. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds isn't the hero of my life? Weird. Um, <laughs> he is. <laughs> it can still be. It's fine. <laughs> 
But it was not Randall who researched and initiated the uh, case, but it was the Austrian journalist that we later see in the movie as well, the Hubertus Zernin. He is the one who started uh, who started looking into this and who had worked on a lot of restitution files during his time at, at this time. And he found a very like damning document that would make Maria Altman's claim legitimate. That part is kind of switched. And they they find that document together, mm-hmm. and Ran- Randall uh, Schoenberg he plays a big part in the investigation instead of it being Hubertus who actually discovered everything. Another thing they didn't really get right. I am nitpicking, and so were these people who discovered these things. Sure, sure. Because the movie is quite well. It, it, it's. Quite accurate to compare it to other movies that are very over dramatized and over <laughs> completely missing every truth that ever happened. This one is quite <laughs> close. Uh, there are like small details that need correcting, but don't even like you can look it up if you if you're very interested in what the actual truth was because it's not much different to it. But we we will also tell you right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. So another detail was. Uh, Hubertus says in the movie that he is doing this because he, his father was a Nazi. Dun, 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 the big reveal. Why are you helping us, Hubertus? Because my father was a Nazi. But that's not true. I know. <laughs> but it's more exciting that way, isn't it? Uh, no. The, he was the, actually... He was actually uh, captured by the Nazis because of high treason. <laughs> he was not a Nazi. Yeah. yeah. He was a good dude, probably. I don't know. The random hostility in this movie between Ryan Reynolds' character and, and Hubertus is so weird that I can't... Hostility. Like, the, the tension between the two characters yeah. is weird. It comes out of nowhere. kind of... And it's like... Yeah, I kind of felt the tension between Hubertus and Maria's character. Really? But, but like, more, like, attraction kind of tension. And <laughs> it, it made me uncomfortable. <laughs> made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> Is that fair to say? I don't know. <laughs> it was weird, okay? <laughs> Good. Anyways, moving... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so yeah <laughs> awkward actor uh dynamic aside uh <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah no that's i mean and i think that's perfectly fair there's there's a lot of smaller things in this movie because like the whole concept is that uh hubertus uh discovers that maria's uncle ferdinand hmm. had never donated the paintings to the Belvedere Gallery. Yes. In the movie, there's a bit of a mix-up where Adele Blockbauer had donated the pieces upon her death to the Belvedere Gallery to represent mm-hmm. the, the shining crown achievement of Austria and Vienna. And da, da, da. Yeah. But the, the way that the movie kind of like flipped that or, or tried to push that one aside was... That they said that because her husband, Ferdinand, had bought it, 
it was his property. And because he never donated it, then not only was Adele's will null and void, but so was the Belvedere's claim to the painting. Yes. It was not that easy, though. No. That one single document would not no. prove to a gigantic court that Maria's case was, like, legitimate. A lot of like th- this this kind of shows this this document was like the discovery of it was like yes it belonged to Ferdinand he didn't sell it to anyone he died like in 1938 so yeah he didn't he, he didn't sell it it was his and then the Nazis stole it wound <laughs> up in Belvedere gallery because of Adele's will that is not real right <laughs> The, what happens as time goes by and as this movie goes on um, is it follows, it kind of has also like the flashbacks of uh, as Mar- when Maria escaped Vienna and Austria and just like fled with her husband. And there was this one detail that they showed in these flashbacks mm-hmm. that was wrong, very wrong, and... <laughs> might have even upset the real Maria Altman when it was shown that way. And that was that they showed Maria leaving her sick father behind when she escaped (laughs) from Austria, (laughs) which is a lie. Yes. Yes. She did not. You were quick to tell me that one, too. (laughs) Yes, because <laughs> it pissed me off. Why would you include it like that? Then because it's Just dramatic. To make it more dramatic. No, <laughs> if if you're making a a biography movie about someone who's still alive and who can say that you're full of shit, you shouldn't make that kind of like those kinds of decisions to offend the person and i don't know but yeah she did not leave her father she stayed until he passed away and afterwards she fled with her husband that was the one one thing that they did not address correctly in the movie and so what happened was that they went to the austrian court they go to the austrian court file their case The Austrian court, of course, refuses to return. Of course. Well, if she wants, she can sue. But to sue, the filing fee of a lawsuit is determined as a percentage of the recoverable amount. So the the five paintings were estimated to be worth about. $135 $135 million. Yes, which is why which is why Randy the lawyer was so keen on helping. Yeah. <laughs> but that meant that to file the documents in court in Austria, the fee would be $1.5 million. Yeah. And Altman did not have that money. Eventually, the Austrian court reduced this amount to like 350000 but still, it was too much for her, and she could not pursue the case, and it was dropped. And this is shown in the movie, but you can't really tell how much time passes between all of these cases, because this happened, so um, Altman sues the Austrian government in 1999. Yes. And then she takes the, after she gives up the case and and it's annulled, 
She goes to the U.S. and sues in 2000. She sues there in the United States District Court. Because of some weird commerce law. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's I mean, it's really interesting as far as like how they took bits and pieces of the real story to kind of get behind that. One of the reasons why they were able to get this to court in the States, though, is because of the fact that the Belvedere Gallery was selling merchandise with the Adele Blockbauer painting in its catalogs and on postcards and at so many. Like, the way that they showed in the movie was a Barnes & Noble, which, woof, uh, a Barnes & Noble book, catalog book with the Bauer painting on the front. And it's like, oh, ho, ho. Um, so in 2000, Altman files a lawsuit with the U.S. District Court um, for the Central District of California under the Foreign Sovereign Immunities Act. In the case of the Republic of Austria versus Altman, it was ruled in 2004 by the Supreme Court that Austria was not immune from such a lawsuit. So like... Essentially, it took them four years to decide if they could even go through with the lawsuit claim. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but after this, and you don't, yeah, yeah, you don't see this in the movie because it, it, it they sued, and uh, it started in 1999. Yeah, and it carried on to 2006, and then it, it took a long time. Until they could even consider, yeah. uh, the court would say that y yes, you can bring up the the topic to us. <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's litigations for you. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> but essentially, um, after the decision, um, Altman and Austria agreed to binding arbitration by a panel of three Austrian judges. And in January 2016, or I'm sorry. January 16th of 2006, the arbitration panel ruled that Austria was legally required to return the art to Altman and the other family heirs. And in March of the same year, Austria returned the paintings. Yes, they did. And it's a very <laughs> touching and cheerful moment. And if you didn't like that scene in the movie, you're wrong. <laughs> uh. <laughs> she and Hubertus shared an almost kiss, and I was very uncomfortable. <laughs> I didn't get this kind of tension from the movie. It was uncomfortable. I don't remember this at all. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's, that's what's up. I thought the tension was between Randy and... and uh... There was some there as well. Like... But... Like that will they, know. won't they, you know? The the enemies to lovers trope. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Watch it with that perspective in mind and tell me what you think. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> um, so after they win the paintings back, Altman then consigns uh, the Klimt paintings to Christie's. You know, well, uh, <laughs> yeah. She also had like a like an agreement beforehand with sure uh, the guy who she sold the painting to. 
Uh, she sold it to Lauder. Ronald Lauder, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we also see him in the movie in one moment as well. He offers to buy the painting from her once she um, gets hold of it. And eventually she says yes, and she sells this painting for like $135 million. Only this one. Only the uh, portrait number one. And to, uh, in today's estimates, it would be around 171 million. Oh, and <laughs> it's it's now displayed in new gallery in uh, New York City, which was which belongs to Lauder and was uh, established there in 2001. As for the second one, the second portrait, um, it was purchased uh, in Christie's. She she put it on there. Uh, it was purchased by Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> Uh, for $88 million. Casual. <laughs> yeah. Art market be... makes me real upset, but. <laughs> <sighs> well. 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 <laughs> but um, the other four paintings then were sold for, what was it, a collective of $192 million. And uh, yeah. coupled with that, the Lauder bought painting. The sum total of Altman's wins essentially, was $325 million. The proceeds of these are then divided up amongst several heirs. I guess that's also a thing that they didn't talk about in the movie, is that it wasn't just Maria. (laughs) Yeah. She uh, she did have family members, and she did have um, people she could give it to. She also had a charity. Yeah. Yeah. The the Maria Altman Family Foundation, which yes. supported the the expansion of the Los Angeles Museum of the Holocaust and other public and philanthropic institutions. Yes. It's very cool. I think it is indeed. The the use of the money was very important and it's a pity that they didn't really talk about that until the end. Like during those uh see the real people text box that come up at the end. I yeah. don't know how I feel about that style. In, in movies where <laughs> where you finally look down for a second and all the important information gets played over anyways yep. <laughs> it's 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 overused and it's kind of like oh also this happened by the way blah 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 <laughs> this character you were invested in she died <laughs> yeah <laughs> which speaking of which Altman did die on February 7th 2011 in her home in Cheviot Hills, LA, yes. California, shortly before her 95th birthday. Yeah. I don't know why I said it like that, but you're just going to have to go with it. <laughs> I, I will try. <laughs> yeah, she did pass away, but she did a lot with this one case for uh, repatriation itself and to get the conversation started and even though kind of this is still like a rich family we're talking about that had the opportunity to sue an entire government mm-hmm. that that's not how it goes in every case and it's much more complicated especially about all the things we've talked about that need to be repatriated still it's much more complicated in those cases, and it's not like one person is going up against a government. It's like a government going up against government, and that's even more complicated. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, it gets very jumbled up together, and it's not that easy with, to deal with other cases, but at least this one kind of uh, took part in 
uh, having the conversation started and starting and the conversation. It's it's important <laughs> because this is talking about things that were without a questionable doubt stolen from the family. Yes. These these had documents and and proof and and records that indicated that this paint like these paintings were taken from this family on this date by these people and taken to these spots. So like this this tied into what we were talking about for monuments men how the Nazis kept a very diligent record of all the pieces that they quote unquote collected. <laughs> and so the the interesting component for me at least for this movie isn't so much that we're talking about the the portrait of Adele Blochbauer which is just a, a Klimt masterpiece and one of his most famous pieces. If if you know Klimt at all, it's as gaudy, it's as golden, it's as over the top and dramatic as as anything you can ever see and imagine and and you know admire. But the 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 important thing to me was when you know Maria was taking taking a moment to reflect on. Well, the Austrian government will never return this to us because if they have to return this then who knows what else that they have to return and it's like yeah yeah that's part of the conversation that we continue to have when we talk about repatriation and uh <laughs> and it's important because uh this movie was made in 2015 yes and the same issues that were happening then the same issues that were happening in 2000 the same issues that were happening in the 90s the talk of this kind of restitutional justice for cultural works uh, affect more than just a cultural identity. It can also tell a personal story. And regardless of the opinion on whether or not you should just, you know, accept that it's still on display and it wasn't destroyed and da 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 da, it, it does still tell a personal story. Uh, the Altman family's connection to the Klimt paintings is so much of the driving force as to why they need to have her back. I'm sure the yeah. money didn't hurt, but a lot of it was just to have the acknowledgement from the Austrian government that these paintings were <laughs> illegally taken from the family. Not just the paintings, of course. It, it, it also includes, like, they were... Yeah a well-off aristocrat sure. Jewish family. They had a beautiful house. They had beautiful uh, paint, uh, paintings as well as furniture. Every, everything they had was like up, up to par for what aristocrats owned back then and like very fashionable, very, very expensive things. And mm -hmm. like they lived a very comfortable life and that was taken from them, yeah. including these paintings and at least getting one thing back and acknowledging uh, that this happened to them was like, I would think the main uh, point of this whole case. Because a painting is a painting, and yes, it, for us, paintings are everything, but it is one object, or a few in this case, but still, it is an object. But the symbol that it carries 
and the and the meaning that it holds for someone who from whom everything was taken everything to get at least one thing back that's that i think that was what she was striving for and that was she was asking for for the acknowledgement that that the Jew, that that the Nazis really did ruin a lot of Jewish families, killed a lot of Jewish pe- people, they ruined their life basically. And they tried to get rid of them. Yeah, and in in more ways than one. And uh, that's another thing that I think is uh, masterfully talked about in this movie is that. They weren't satisfied in just demonizing a people. They had to systematically and methodically erase every single aspect of them, whether that was their lives or their culture and the cultural impacts that they made. Uh, This was interestingly talked about in the movie uh, very briefly, but how they actually changed the name of the painting (laughs) they originally called her the woman in gold rather than uh the portrait of adele Blockbauer. um and that actually is probably how you might know the painting as woman in gold um because they erased adele's jewish background so that they could display the painting So, so even jewish subject matter is suddenly uh you know erased erased taboo Yeah, so it's good stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Honestly, for an overdone, very uh, hyper-sweet movie about a a court case, (laughs) I think it touches a lot on what we... At the, like on this podcast are from believers in that the the restitution owed to families that um, have lost paintings and culture and art and the culture and the societies that benefit from these repatriation discussions continues. And because it continues, then the different ways that you can approach this content and approach the subject matter really helps to build not only that empathy with it, but also to see all the aspects of lives that are affected when this happens and the different motivations behind it, because there are different motivations behind it. Yeah. And that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Not everybody has to want a painting back for the same reason, but you yes. know, it's still important to talk about. Indeed. And I mean, Belvedere Gallery still has Clint's kiss, so they, they'll be happy with that. It's fine. They're fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say that the portrait of Adele Block Bauer, the one in the new gallery, yeah. is stunning. It is one of the most powerful and exquisite pieces. Have you like, seen it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last time I nice. was in New York, actually. It's yeah. been a while, but uh what was it? 2000 Oh gosh. 20 What year are we in? 2020? <laughs> uh back in 2017, I got a chance mm. to see it. Nice. 2016. Thereabouts. Oh. I might have seen it, but I was 10, so I don't remember anything. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. The next time you come to this hellscape that is the U.S., we'll talk about it. We'll go see it. Yes. Okay.
It's very cool. It's very cool. And it prompted discussions with like the National Gallery of Art and it prompted discussions with the Whitney and all these other museums that had to reconsider their collections. It was pretty good, actually. Um, it did a lot of really subtle. I'll say I use the word uh, it used. It did a lot of really subtle things to art law in the U.S. Uh, just to kind of like prevent long drawn out court cases around paintings like this. Mm. Um, but baby steps, I guess. <laughs> but the fact that it happened, and the fact that it was accepted, and the fact that the the U.S. technically benefited from it, yeah, has paved the way for a lot of uh, restitution cases like this to be easier, I guess, on everyone involved. Do you think that's one of the reasons that they it, it, they supported the case that they knew that it would benefit the U.S.? Oofed. It's <laughs> a big ass uh, question. I mean, I am not going to say no if that is what you're asking me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's a theory. Just a theory. It's just a theory. And with that theory, uh, <laughs> Elena, thank you so much for doing this with me. Thank you too, Stephanie. <laughs> oh, man. I had fun with it. I like this movie. I know you didn't. I like this movie. It was fine. It's fine. It was it was like a slightly cold tea. <laughs> it's the best kind. Iced tea is mm. the best tea. No, iced tea is different. Uh, oh, this I'm is sorry. like this is like lukewarm tea. Hmm. So tea that was hot then turns cold. Yes. Mm. Mm. It's not too fair. bad. I'll still drink it, but I would prefer if it was hot. <laughs> Get me. <laughs> I just want, I just want that good temperature and I just want that good movie. Have you guys seen the movie? You should talk to us about it. Yes. We want to know all about your opinions. I love trashy Hollywood films about art stuff because there's so much of it out there. Um, Tell us what you think about it. Tell us what your favorite movies are. Tell us uh, what we should watch next. Yeah, basically. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we have a couple of really cool ideas coming down the pipeline but it's either that or we watch big eyes and i don't know if elena wants to watch big eyes i don't even know what that is and i'm oh. scared to ask <laughs> it's about a husband wife duo where the wife is the artist but the man like but her husband uh markets himself as the artist and the empty huge it's fine it's great <laughs> we'll watch it it'll be great <laughs> I feel like it's going to make me mad. <laughs> yes. But in the meantime... For updates, newsletters, transcripts, blog posts, and so much more, head over to our new website at bywartpod.com. And you can find the show at bywartpod on Twitter. And on bywartpod on Instagram. You can also email us at bywartpod at gmail.com. And of course, you can check us out on Patreon. Our Patreon is the best way to support us if you like the work we're doing here at Bylap. Come say hi. <laughs> Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. And remember, when in doubt, titty out. beautiful beautiful thanks guys bye bye